It was inevitable. Airbnb, VRBO, and the like have become so popular that a lot of people have decided to combine that with their self-directed IRAs. They will buy real estate in their IRA and rent it out with Airbnb or VRBO. But there is a gotcha, a real bite waiting for these folks. And I want to expose it to you right now. I'm Brian Ellis. Let's take a look. It's time. He's here. Now, broadcasting from SDI Central Command, in the depths of his hidden compound, located far from the rot of Wall Street and Washington, we've again established contact with our leader, Brian Ellis. Hello, my friends. This is Self-Directed Investor Talk, and I am your humble host, Brian Ellis. This is episode number 256, 256. That means that you can find the recordings, the transcripts, all the goodies, the links, the articles, all of the things that support the information that you will hear in today's show. You can find all of that at selfdirected.org slash 256, selfdirected.org slash 256. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a great show for you today, including a report from Carol, who is my lovely wife and also the co-founder of SelfDirected.org and the news editor of SelfDirected.org. She has identified a very popular market indicator that's almost never right. She's going to tell you about that and what you can do to protect yourself from it in the very next segment. So look forward to that. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you about this thing called Airbnb and VRBO. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get to a number of questions later in the uh, broadcast. And if you have any questions that you would like to propose to us, you can do that by sending email to feedback at selfdirected.org. Feedback at selfdirected.org. Airbnb and VRBO, they are not the same company, but they are a very similar concept. The idea is that you own a piece of real estate and maybe you have the ability to rent this thing out either in part or in whole. And that's what Airbnb and VRBO do. They, they facilitate that. They kind of serve as the middleman and help you to find tenants who are interested in renting your properties on a short-term basis. Really what this is, is is folks who really just would rather stay in a home rather than a hotel. And that has been a booming, booming business model for several years now. It's a really fascinating business model, I think. I'm, I'm really impressed with what they have done. But here's the connection to you and me as self-directed investors. My friends, a lot of you, many, many, many of you buy real estate in your self-directed IRA, and that is a completely reasonable thing to do. It is completely allowed by law, and uh, frankly, it's one of the better asset classes you can possibly invest in. However, there's a little bit of a gotcha involving the purchase of real estate and then renting it out through uh, VRBO or Airbnb and the like, or even even renting it out directly. Uh, this really isn't connected to Airbnb or VRBO specifically. It's more about the notion of renting out your properties on a short-term basis. What's the issue? Well, the issue is that the 
the IRS does not appear to view that type of rental as fundamentally passive income. They view you as providing services, uh, particularly if you provide maid services or you provide any food or you provide anything beyond basic shelter, essentially. What they uh, see that is, as is that you are providing a service, not just an asset. What does that mean? Well, that means that the income that you're generating through renting properties on a short-term basis like that, frequently through Airbnb or VRBO, the IRS is likely going to see that uh, as active income, not as passive income. Why does that matter? That matters because any active income that is generated in your retirement account beyond a tiny, tiny threshold of about $1,000 a year, beyond that, that is taxable to your IRA or 401k in the very same year. So let's just imagine that you have properties that you've rented out from time to time with Airbnb or VRBO, and you have made $30,000 that year. Well, twenty-nine, you know, you're 29 grand beyond the amount of money that you have to make to be able to be required to file a tax return on uh, on that money. That's called unrelated business income. And so what's going to happen is that you're going to have to, to pay income tax at the trust rate on that $30,000, assuming that's a net profit. So what that means in effect is that your, your IRA is not wholly tax-free. The portion of the income that you're, you're, you've generated that year as an active service, and again, Airbnb and VRBO type rentals will likely be considered an active service by the IRS, you're going to have to pay taxes on that year to year. Now, you're still going to get the benefit of uh, either tax deferment or tax-free profit whenever you sell that piece of real estate, but the income from renting it out on a short-term basis and providing services along with it, well, in all probability, that's going to be something that is subject to income taxes on a year-to-year basis. And I'm going to put up uh, on today's show notes page at selfdirected.org slash 256. I'm going to put up the code citation that I'm referring to that makes me think that it is uh, likely that you would be liable to pay a, a, a income taxes on an annual basis if you rent your property out that way. Again, that citation will be at selfdirected.org slash 256. And we have gotten a large volume of really great questions in by email at feedback at selfdirected.org. Again, feedback at selfdirected.org. That's a great email to remember. If you have any questions about using your self-directed IRA or solo 401k or turnkey rental property, frankly. So uh, the, this next question is one that we received uh, through email that way. And I'm going to answer it. And then I believe we're going to have a... Uh, have a visit from the great one, Mr. Tim Barry. We're going to do a few more questions and answers. and uh, But in the meantime, let's look at this one. And it has to do with some terms that we've probably all heard but are actually made up and not real under the law. Hey, have you ever heard the term real estate IRA or gold IRA or precious metals IRA? 
You know, those are interesting terms. They don't actually exist under the law. They're just marketing terms, Uh, just like self-directed IRA, actually. That term doesn't exist under the law either. It's just a marketing term. But I wanted to share some thoughts with you about this because there seems to be some confusion going around out there that the real estate IRA is actually a thing. Real estate IRA, just like gold IRA or precious metals IRA, any uh, specific asset-oriented type of IRA, it's not actually a different thing than a self-directed IRA. All that is, is think about E-Trade, uh, Charles Schwab, conventional IRA or conventional financial brokerage companies like that. They offer a uh, they they offer an IRA that they consider to be a self-directed IRA, and if they followed this model of real estate IRA or gold IRA, they would simply uh, they would simply call their IRA a stock market IRA. All that's happening with the term real estate IRA or gold IRA is that a custodian who is focused on that particular type of asset, be it real estate or gold or some other precious metal or any kind of asset. All it means is that a particular type of custodian is trying to appeal to the the investors who are specifically invested in investing in that type of, of asset. Now, it may be the case that that custodian has specific or exceptional experience in that type of, of asset. And if, if that's true, then, you know, maybe that custodian is worth considering. But it's important that you understand that if you go, if you set up a self-directed IRA account with any custodian who gives you the full authority that the law provides to you, you can buy real estate in that IRA. You can buy precious metals in that IRA. You can anything that you can buy under the law, you could buy there. You do not have to have a specialized real estate IRA to buy real estate. You do not have to have a specialized gold IRA to buy gold. And there's much more about all of this over at selfdirected.org. So go check that out whenever you can. Now, folks, one of the things that I have observed is that there is a large preponderance of questions concerning the distinction between traditional and Roth IRAs, and specifically in the context of self-directed IRAs. So here's what I think we're going to do. We're going to dig into that. Uh, We're going to have... the great one, Mr. Tim Berry, joining us uh, in uh, just a bit. And we're, I think we're going to go deep into that today because we've gotten so many questions to feedback at selfdirected.org that it's clear there are a lot of questions that you folks have about that very topic. And let me go ahead and, and set you straight. One of the fundamental questions that people have is, can I have a self-directed Roth IRA? The answer is yes. You can have a self-directed Roth IRA. You can have a self-directed SEP IRA. You can have a self-directed education IRA. You can have a self-directed of any type of IRA. But what we're going to focus on mostly uh, in uh, in my conversation with Mr. Tim Berry is the distinction between the Roth and the traditional. But in the next segment... We're going to talk with Carol Ellis, our news editor and analyst, about a huge and commonly relied upon indicator for real estate markets that's totally wrong. We'll be right back. Send your questions and comments to feedback at sditalk.com. And don't even think about relying on what you've just heard as legal or professional advice because it's not that. And you know it. This show is the property of SDIP Trust. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved. 